afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Today, the feast of uh, St. Teresa of Avila. And joining me to talk about this remarkable uh, saint, uh, writer, mystic, is Father Kieran Cavanaugh. He is the English translator of the writings of both St. Teresa of Jesus, Teresa of Avila, and St. John of the Cross. He's a member of the Institute of Carmelite Studies, is vice postulator, uh, was vice postulator, excuse me, for the canonization of St. Teresa Benedict of the Cross, Edith Stein. And it's a great honor to have you, Father. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, Teresa of Avila is one of the most respected and honored uh, saints uh, in our history. Is she best remembered as a, a mystic, uh, a reformer, uh, an author? How is she best remembered? Well, I think uh, for the Church at large, she's remembered as that she gave the Church her teaching on prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, this has been a great help to everyone, and even today, people are still reading her, and so her her, all her writing is really on prayer. She said she's like a parrot when she writes a new, when she begins a new book under uh, the direction of her spiritual directors to write. She never did it of her own or people asking her to write. She always said she sounds like a parrot because she's repeating herself on prayer. But ra- actually, she never repeated herself. She always gave deeper and further instructions about the way of prayer and this was the purpose of prayer was to lead us to union with God. Is is the the first stage in prayer uh, of union? Is it mental prayer? Is that where we begin? No, she begins mm-hmm. with what she called the prayer of recollection. She okay. said God did not, uh, or she didn't. Uh, not, all her directors were against her because she didn't understand them, and she could not practice meditation. <laughs> and uh, so then she said, God, I didn't know what it was to pray until God taught me this method, this manner of prayer that she followed, and which was the prayer of recollection. And she teaches us this is where we all begin. And what is the prayer of recollection? The prayer of recollection, she says, well, you collect your faculties, that's why it's called recollection, you collect your faculties and go within Mm -hmm. to be with Christ, to be with Jesus, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, to love him, and and he's always there waiting for you to come to him and to listen to him, because prayer is the prayer of... of, um, recollection is concentration on Jesus, but then we must remember that it is we love Jesus, and that's why we go to him, and that he is waiting for our love, and he will respond to Mm -hmm. us. And so she says then that mental prayer is nothing else than an intimate sharing with Christ who we know with our friend, an intimate sharing with our friend who we know loves us. And it means taking time to be alone with him mm-hmm. who we know loves us. And so we know that he loves us by faith. We know that he's present by our faith. So we seek him in faith and love. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what puts us in the right attitude for him to work his grace within us. Now, what role do feelings play in this? Well, she says that we shouldn't pay attention to feelings okay. because sometimes we don't feel like praying at all. Right. Sometimes we do. And she says you 
you go to him in faith and not in according to your feelings because many times or sometimes throughout your whole life you can go without any feeling for God like St. Therese of Lisieux, one of her daughters. She had aridity and dryness ever since she entered Carmel. Hmm. Her whole life was one of faith. Interesting. Uh, what is the prayer of quiet? Well, then, the prayer of quiet, all right, now, she says the prayer of recollection. There are two kinds of recollection, active recollection and passive recollection. And she says that we all must begin. So she doesn't have different stages, mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that's a different stage, so they pray a different way. Everyone must begin with this prayer of recollection, and then God will sometimes, with uh, at some point, uh, with some sooner than others, he will... We, we, so we, in this prayer of active recollection, we gaze at Christ who's within us with love and faith and love, and then very subtly we begin to experience that he is looking at us. Hmm. And that's the beginning of the prayer of quiet when we experience in the silence of prayer the presence of Jesus within us. And that's the beginning of the mystical or the because we understand, we have a false idea of mystical. Sometimes we think of mystics who are people like Padre Pio or or St. Teresa, but not all mystics are that way. Like St. Therese, she didn't have any of these extraordinary experiences, but she was certainly a great mystic. And um, so St. Teresa says that the, the beginning of this supernatural or mystical life begins with are experiencing the presence of Jesus okay. within us. And he, the, the gaze is really, uh, it's changed uh, to the experience of Jesus gazing at us. So it's, uh, if uh, I understand you correctly then, it's, it's the sense of uh, another uh, gazing yes. at us, and that is Jesus. Yes, mm-hmm. the presence of Jesus then we experience within us. Yes. Um, now, she, I want to switch just a bit here, because she was also very active, and I think one of the things that people find most remarkable about her is that she's also known as a reformer. And so people say, well, how can, how can you develop uh, as a, a great life of prayer if you're so busy uh, reforming institutions? How did she hold the two together? Well, she, she began her busy life, with uh, later in her her life when she began, then because this came as the fruit of her prayer ah, okay. of what God was working within her, and He was He gave her all these powers to do to be as busy as she was because she experienced visions and ecstasies and locutions and all these extraordinary gifts, but that was because. God had an extraordinary task for her to perform. And so in these graces that he gave her, they're like charismatic graces that he gives to founders. And so she wasn't really a founder so much as a a reformer, so Mm -hmm. much as she was a founder of of a new religious order. Yes. Uh, What did she... How did she regard these these kind of... um Phenomenon, uh, you know, phenomenon. Well, the, the extraordinary phenomena. Yeah. She, they made her desire God very much, and she longed for God. 
but they detached her from the world too, and mm-hmm. from all the, the the things of the world that we can become detached from, and also from the the uh, experiences of God. She became very detached from everything. All she wanted to do was to live for God alone and yeah. for His service and honor. So that's what so. She had these longings for God, but then they trans- gradually transformed as she came closer to him because she has this prayer, I die because I do not die, her longing for death to see God. Hmm. But that gradually transferred, transformed into the desire to live until the end of the world if she could save a soul. Hmm. So her her desire to save souls then grew and to live for God's honor and glory, and that gave her the strength then to be so busy, to live such a busy uh, life, and uh, to meet so many obstacles to what she was doing. Was and she believed that these houses of prayer that she was founded gave greater honor and glory to God and served the church. What was uh, she's often mentioned with um, uh, Saint John of the Cross? What was the nature of the relationship? Uh, yeah, the, well, Saint John of the Cross was oh, of the first friar that, because she wanted. Then, when she founded these new monasteries of nuns, and by the way, this was also uh, against the culture of her times because they were saying women should not be taught to pray because mm. they're just subject to illusions. Okay. And only men can pray, and then that was a very intellectual type of prayer. But she founded these convents of women who dedicated their life to prayer, and uh, that was what was... So they needed spiritual direction, and uh, so she founded the friars then. She founded the friars to help to direct the nuns in the right way of, of prayer, and she wanted them to have a life similar to hers. So... One of her first friars was uh, St. John of the Cross that she heard about, and uh, she interviewed him, and he was thinking of joining the Carthusians, and she convinced him to join her new communities, and uh, so he did. But then he w- they were separated for a long time because, um, well, she, was trans- she went on our foundations, and he was uh, in... Uh, 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 in with Castile in monasteries in Castile, so he wasn't near her. But then, when she was uh, at the uh, monastery of her former monastery, which was the Incarnation, it was in such a mess and so troubled that uh, they brought her back to be the superior there, hmm. and the, the the Carmelite superiors brought her back. And then she wanted a good spiritual director to help solve the problems in that monastery, so she asked for St. John of the Cross to become the chaplain of that monastery and to be the spiritual director. And that's when she first experienced his spiritual director, and at that time she entered this stage, the final stage of her spiritual journey, the complete union with God, which is called spiritual marriage. Hmm. And she said that uh, he was... Went later on, when Anne of Jesus wrote, "We I have no spiritual direction," she says, "Well, you've got down there." That was when John escaped from a prison and went down to 
to Andalusia. She said, you got there one of the best spiritual directors, and, you, and she said, I encourage you to go to him, and you will see, because I have never had anyone who was as good a spiritual director as he. Wow. Well, that's something. Well, uh, Father, let me thank you so much for taking the time to be okay. with us today to introduce All us right. uh, to by, uh, Thank Teresa you Nevada. for inviting me. Yes, well, it's an honor uh, to be with you. Father Kieran Cavanaugh is the English translator of the writings of both St. Teresa of Jesus, Teresa of Avila, and St. John of the Cross. So uh, if anybody knows at the literature, if anybody knows the lives, it's uh, Father Cavanaugh. I'm Al Cresta. 